0: probably going to think that you're speaking about a specific individual and we've talked about this before and you have a really eloquent way of explaining it and i think that this this would be valuable to the listener so i want to see if you could touch on that a
1: little bit well i mean it really is as simple as what we talked about earlier i'm not here to tell you what to think i'm here to teach you how to think if, in the description of a certain type of person, you, the first thing that comes to your mind is somebody that you currently follow, that's not my fault. That that just means that, in your mind, they fit that description. Got you. So, if
0: somebody was like, yeah, that that guy who sells bolts, the handsome dude with the smoking wife, if you would think that they're okay. speaking about
1: me and Ash. If we were talking about a handsome person who sells so if there's a,
0: there a conversation mm-hmm. you know going mm-hmm. on at um raging canes or something like that and you overhear people talking and I'm like hey you, are you talking about downstar and and ash no i wasn't talking about that. oh because that's what came to my mind when i think about <laughs> handsome smoking you know i see and you can use that same logic to apply uh, to uh okay yes Cancer. I think that's what the word that I used earlier. I see. Cancer.
1: I see. So, okay. Yes. Yes. I suppose that is going to work for some people. Uh, but, <laughs> but yes, you guys, if I'm talking about somebody who has a lot of followers in the automotive community, but uh, you know, if you really take the time to look past, like what, what are they really about? Are they doing it for attention? Um, if you think about somebody, that's, that's not my fault. I didn't say their name, their gender. I didn't say what kind of car or cars. I didn't say any of that. But I've had live streams where this kind of stuff will come up for just a, a millisecond. And somebody's like, dude, I know who you're talking about. The question is, how do you know who I'm talking about? Right? That just means that from the description, you think that that person fits the description right yet you hold them to a certain level yet for whatever reason you hold them high enough to do what to give them your time so what are we talking about earlier we talked about easy numbers ten dollars an hour you spend sixty dollars you give them sixty dollars but you're really giving them six hours now think about social media how much time do you spend looking at say instagram scrolling right do you follow that person okay if you follow that person, that means you may be in their live streams, you see their stories, and you actually like their, or their posts or read their comments, right? So think about it. You're giving them your time, right? So if you actually think about it and you realize that they are not what they say they are, or if you don't care if they are what they say they are, you are entertained, then you need to be able to admit that. But if you are not going to say that and you're going to be like, no, I, I, I fucks with them for real, okay, then... What you need to do is be able to tell me or yourself, more importantly, why, okay? Because you are giving them, like we just talked about, your time. You are giving them your money. If you spend time looking at the stuff that they do rather than either doing it yourself or looking at someone else who actually is doing something positive, you are giving them your time. You are giving them your money. Why? That is not a rhetorical why. I actually want to know why. I want you to be able to answer that question out loud. I have had people who have said, hey, Big Mike, do you follow so-and-so? Do you follow so-and-so's brand or YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or any of those things? And I'm just like, uh, no, I don't even know who that is. Tell me about them. And they're like, okay, well, they have this movement or they have this um, brand or they have this dot-com or something. And they're like, and it's just, it's, you got to watch it. And, you, you know, and I'm like, well, um, I mean, a movement's strong. Like That's a strong word. So tell me about the movement. And they're just like, oh man, you got to just watch it. And I'm like, no, tell me. I want you to tell me. You you believe in it and I respect that. So tell me why I should do it. I haven't gotten an intelligent answer yet. But if somebody were to ask them
0: about you or the Think Bigger project, you think you give them enough a clear enough explanation of what the project is really about that they, they would have a, a an easy way
1: to I, I humbly believe so. I humbly believe so. Um, it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of their ability to, to, to verbalize, right? Everyone's skill in verbalizing yeah, can yeah, be yeah. different, but what I'm saying is, is like yes, I believe that it's simple and to the point enough where they would be able to answer that question. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, yes. I was tr-
0: <laughs> I was trying to be as indiscreet as possible, but the toilet
1: here is running. Um, on a side note, I think when you used that earlier, maybe the the chain or something came off. No,
0: because it was it was doing that before it's, I even it's went. It's just
1: spinning, Mick now. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. good. You're good now. We appreciate that, man. Um, so, uh, like I said, you know, um, I just want people to be aware, self-aware. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And if you say I am doing this because I just want to be mindlessly entertained, if that is, if you are conscious of that. That is completely fine. If you say, hey, X, Y, Z person, I want you to follow this person or you should follow this person because be able to tell me why. And if you can't really, if your answer is, oh, you just have to watch it, that's not an answer. Tell me why you give that person your time, your energy, and you know what? I might actually want to. But if you're just like, oh, you just have to watch it, Uh, no. No, I don't just have to watch it. You look at them in such a high regard, but you can't tell me why? That's a problem. That's a problem. And that's what happens the majority of the time. And I believe, humbly, that anyone who's like, hey, so that shirt or that hat or what's the Think Bigger project about, regardless of their level of of eloquence, they're going to be able to be like, what if they're just like, hey man, it just wants you to think bigger. Man, I'm happy with that. That is three, four words. Just think bigger, man. I'm good, but there's more to it than that. And if that person so chooses to type in thinkbiggerproject.com and push enter, they will have the opportunity to be positively affected as well.
0: Now, one thing that I always like to touch on is I like to show where we are as a company, where I am as a person, and where I am in my, with my relationships. Whether it's with my friends, whether it's with my son, my wife, my family, what have you. Mm. And I like to show exactly where I am and where I've come from. Uh. Because I think that is much more important than where you are at at that moment. Mm. Because if you show somebody where you have come from, there's a good possibility that somebody has been where you have been, somebody has had the same struggles, had the same insecurities, and had the same issues that you were able to overcome. And I've said this many times before. One of my favorite quotes is, a smart man learns from their mistakes, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. others." So maybe we can touch on where you came from and how it molded you in to the person that you are today. Because I know that I know I've known you for years and I know the backstory and I think that that would be a motivating factor for people to understand because if it would be somebody just that just started following you, Mm. they would probably think that you are very highly educated, and I'm not saying that you're not, but maybe they would think that you you were somebody that went to a traditional college, you had a certain degree, or something on those lines. Mm. You know? So maybe we can touch on that where you came from and what made you in to the person that you are today.
1: The past, my friend. It's it's kind of a thing now where people are just like man, I don't care who did it first. I don't care who came first. I don't care who paved the way. It's my time. I kind of respect the swag in that, and I think it's stupid. Yeah, I think it's stupid, and I dig it. You're about to carve out your place in, in history. You guys are looking at yourself as a game changer, and you're about to do something major. I respect that, but I don't have any, any ability to comprehend how that somehow means that you don't need to study the past, okay? So, I respect what you're saying right now. I mean, I actually just did a video on my YouTube channel about the past, present and future. It's on there right now. It's kind of right along these lines, okay? But uh, where did I come from? You know what, guys? It doesn't matter if you come from money. It doesn't matter if you come from the gutter. It matters what you do with it. Okay, so there are people who come from money and uh, they don't have any survival skills because they were even inadvertently spoon fed. There are people who come from the streets and so they have the street instincts, right? They got street smarts and they've got the survival instinct, but they don't ever know how to think outside of this box and they just stay in that kind of world. So for myself, I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things. Does it matter if I came from the gutter or from money? I'm being a little philosophical at the moment, but does it? No, because everyone makes their future, right? You you could be spoon-fed all of the greatest skills and do nothing to hone them, to sharpen them, and you lose it. So for me... Man, this is for music, this is for sports, this is for a lot of things, man. I feel very blessed to be the age that I am, to have been born when I was. Because I'm part of the last generation, for example, that knows what it was like to not have the internet. The internet was a thing, a theory, when I was younger. And it came to be while I was old enough to know what life was like without it. And then what life was like with it. And then to watch it just accelerate at a million miles an hour from something as easy as 56k dial-up to lightning speed connections, right? So those are just easy examples. But, I mean, I came from an environment in which, like many of you, if I stayed there, um, I'd probably be maybe dead, incarcerated, incarcerated or let's not go so extreme i'd be alive and 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 just be a useless apathetic person existing in life you're just i don't know working a, a job or not working a job right and you're just there and, and what is that what does that mean like what what are you doing why are you doing it so you know i i came from that type of world where um, I I left uh, the security of of middle class America. I'm not from the PJs. I'm not from the ghetto. I'm not from tenement housing, you know. But I I had a relatively secure, if you want to call it middle classish upbringing, and uh, for a host of reasons, I went looking for trouble. Right. I wanted to know what that life was like. And so the gang world in West Coast, California, Southern California, I went looking for it. And uh, in life, if you look for trouble hard enough, you will find it. And so there you go. I mean, that's the simple answer. I, I went looking for it. I found it. But like anything, even back then as a kid, I wanted to be the best. So I went over the top. And when you're over the top in that world, you you can die really quickly. Or at the very least, you know, I think, every, I think every man needs a good ass beating once in their life. Because it is human nature, male nature, to be proud and arrogant and think you're that dude. And every once in a while, man, you know, I'd rather it be an ass beating that you heal from than something more major, you know. It'll bring you down and remind you real quick that you're not invincible, you know. So, I come from a world in which I uh, would probably not have survived it. I chose I do. wasn't born into that. I went looking for it. And um, one of the things I've always struggled with the most is my temper. I have a an extremely bad temper. And I think some people who know me—some know me five, seven, ten years—they're just like, "Come on, man!" Like I've seen you get irritated. I've never seen it. Okay, so there you go. You're a perfect example. There are people who've known me shorter time than you who maybe seen it. It's just you know, yeah, circumstances. And people who've known me longer than you who've never seen it. But the point is, is that. A temper is just as volatile and dangerous as depression. So right now, people like to talk about depression, right? Because it's a silent killer, right? People are sad and they don't reach out to anyone. They don't do anything about it. And then look, something bad happens. They do something to themselves, right? A person or a man who's fighting to control his temper is just as dangerous. Because if you lose your temper, really lose your temper... You'll kill someone else or maybe yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Think about it. It's on the opposite end of the spectrum. One's a stimulant. One's a depressant. No pun intended, right? One of them makes you slow down and become very sad. One of them makes you speed up and become angry. So my, my struggle is with my temper.
0: And you can maybe even argue that that would be on the bad spectrum of it. Oh, yeah. Because you are not only harming yourself, your future, you're definitely
1: taking somebody else with you. Oh, dude, when you're depressed, I mean, you hear about people who unfortunately will end up making the decision, even if it's in the moment, and they take somebody with them, maybe like even their own children or a friend. That is a very horrible thing that does happen. But think about people who lose their temper, right? Forget losing their temper. What if you just don't even choose to control it, right? So then in the context of the gang world, you just pull out a gun and start shooting. That's how innocent people get hit. That's how kids get hit. That's how random people get hit because there's no control. You're not controlling your anger. You're just letting it be that moment and you go for it regardless of what happens, right? So that's another example. So my personal struggle to this day is with my temper. And what ended up happening was when you surround yourself with people or the types of people in, let's say, the gang world, your temper is encouraged. You're supposed to make a scene. You're supposed to put hands on somebody in public regardless of who's with them or whatever, right? And so that was a bad thing. It was a very evil thing. That was the devil stoking that part of me. And I was in an environment which you were supposed to while out. You're supposed to put hands on somebody. You're supposed to be violent. And so... That's what I chose to be. Well, it's not hard to imagine where things would go if I stayed there. So to this day and age, you've known me for 10 years, on and off 10 years, something like that. And you said you've never seen it. Well, this is the reason why I just choose to stick to my own, do my own thing. Let my actions speak for myself in the context of automotive building. Right. Setting the tone, setting the bar for not just how to do a car, but how to carry yourself. I am a walking stereotype breaker. I am brown. I, am, I have a shaved head. I have a beard. I have scars on my body and tattoos. I look like a variety of very understandable stereotypes. And then you hear me speak. And I have people look at me and just like, I don't even understand what's happening right now. I If I were on the phone with you or hearing you in a podcast, I wouldn't think you'd look like what you look like. I love it, man. That's why my, my build at SEMA was built to be a stereotype breaker. Because it's a manifestation of me. I am a stereotype breaker. I chose to read. By the way, my choice to read books as a kid was, let me not word that that way. My mother... Right, taught me to read. I did not have a television until I was... And by the way, it's not mine. The family or whatever. Eight or ten or something like that. We did not watch TV, really, until the sun went down. There's times of the year where the sun goes down like 5.30, right? Pretty much you weren't watching TV. Read books, do your homework, stuff like that. I was, I was taught to want to read a book rather than... I didn't have a video game option anyways. I think Nintendo... Regular Nintendo was the first one I got, um, and that's it. I never got a Atari, Sega Genesis, uh, Wii, Xbox, whatever order those came in, you know? N- n- none of them. Friends had them. I didn't have them. So it was, um, it was my default, and still is, to want to read something rather than play something. So uh, it was fun to go to friends' houses as an adult and play like Halo, right? Not that good at it, but it was fun, right? We're having fun, everyone's laughing, you get multiplayer. But, um, I, ne- I didn't do you know, well, I know, Halo 2, 3, 4, 10, final, you know, Final Fantasy. Yeah. I'm like 17 now, yeah. I mean, just I'm just using like crazy random examples, it might not be in chronological order of when they were released, but my point is, is that you know, like the, the habits you develop start at a young age, but you're not stuck to them. You can change that. That's what being self-aware is. If you're sitting there and you're thinking about it and you're like, man, uh, I just went from 6.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I really low-key did not get off my phone like I was snapping or Facebooking or Instagramming or YouTubing or all of the above. And it's like uh, I could have done a lot in the last four hours. I could have hit the gym. I could have cooked. People are like, I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You just don't want to, right? You could have done clean the house. You could have done nothing. Sometimes doing nothing is far healthier for you than staring at your damn phone, right? So there's, those are the things, man. That's where I come from, and, and I chose to make something out of that. And I still fight something like the temper. Right? People, some people fight depression their whole life. I, I haven't mastered my temper my, so but I choose to do what I do To lead by example And kind of stay by myself Because of some things like that I just would rather I don't I'm not worried about what they do I'm worried about what I would do Yeah So these fake people That want to shake my hand And act like they're cool People who have scammed other people That are friends of mine In our industry There's a lot of thieving And there's stuff like that I would rather not be cool with them Because A It would be faking it if I was And B I don't know what they're about, but I know what I would do if I were to get mad enough. And honestly, brother, it's not good. Yeah. Because I have violent tendencies. And that's one good thing that
0: I can, I can tell you is that you've managed to control it at a level where I've known you since 2009. Mm. And in the past few years, we've come a lot closer and i've never seen anything manifest at all and that must be a really hard thing to work on especially if you if you say it was that significant of a part of your life that i've never even seen anything come up
1: you know what man I, i think that it's so similar to depression so many people fight that and they're struggling with it and it's a silent thing where you know now you have these people who are telling you you got to talk to somebody you got to get it out of you same thing you guys if you have if you're raging inside you got to channel that man go to the gym exercise your body get that 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 energy out in a positive way don't take it out on don't hit a woman don't abuse your Animals, don't just hate the world and just let it internally boil inside of you. Don't do that, man. You got to talk to somebody, you got to get it out. If you don't have a gym pass, man, get down on the ground and do push ups till you fall on the ground and can't breathe. That's a great way to get energy out of you. There's so many ways, but I mean, people need to learn to control their temper, just like people need to learn to control who they are. You are not a victim to your circumstances, you are not. A victim to what society has done to you, right? You can do whatever you want to do, right? So if you feel like you were born depressed, you can do something about it. If you feel like you're always angry, you can do something about it. Don't say, well, I was born this way. I'm stuck. You're not stuck. That shit is in your mind. That's another part of the Think Bigger project. You have to realize that you are not a victim to your circumstances. You can do what you need to do. Life is not an inspirational quote that's been screenshot and then cropped and reposted a million times. Life is not one thing. If you work hard, you will not make it. That is not how that works. It is not that simple. You have to have a focus. You have to have a goal. You can. There are people who have worked hard their whole life and haven't gone anywhere. That's a living example. It's not an analogy. It's not anecdotal it's a real thing you have to have so the pillars of the think bigger project passion drive and focus okay passion everyone talks about be 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 passionate okay right what do you love you love cars all right cool so you're passionate about it okay amazing you're passionate about it what do you do with that all right that's why i say passion okay amazing right okay drive Your work ethic, your drive, you are driven to succeed, right? So you have the passion to love what you do. Then you have the drive to do it, to work at it. That's your work ethic. But you can even have those two. If you don't have focus, you have the passion, you have the fuel, the energy, you have the work ethic. But if you spread yourself out trying to do too many things and go in too many places, if you don't have the focus, you'll burn out. Everyone will. That's why I say it's passion, it's drive and focus. Because if you have the passion, the fuel, you have the drive, the ethic, the work ethic, and you have the focus on the goal, you're focused on it, then you can succeed. And you can't do any of that shit. If you're spending one, two, three, five hours watching mindless, useless entertainment, you can't do it. Now you're giving people a lot
0: of good tools that they can use black and white tools Mm -hmm. that you can use no mumbo jumbo no quotes to get lost in. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening now that have had the similar upbringing that you did not upbringing, but past sure that you would have. Oh yeah. So is there some sort of turning point that happened? Some example that you can give us that maybe somebody, if they encounter the same type of situation, they can use that as an example as to say, dude, this is enough, man. Right. Something's got to change. That,
1: that's the word, enough. Okay, so you guys, enough is enough. When do you decide si- to decide? When that, do yes. you decide that enough is enough? Okay, is it when you wake up at 45 and you still make $12 an hour? And you're just like, I can barely afford to rent a one bedroom apartment because. You you will barely be able to afford a one bedroom apartment. How can you say that you want a good woman if you can't provide for her? How can you be? How can you be the kind of man who says that I deserve a, a good shorty or honey or a wife, whatever term you want to give her, if if you can't even provide for her? Okay. When is enough is enough? When when is it? When you get jumped and your body's broken and you're in the hospital with. Maybe just something like a broken jaw or maybe something worse, right? Uh, is that enough? Does that have to be the end? Does, it, does that have to happen first? We all have been to funerals. We've all been to funerals and people go up. People lovingly say, I miss this person. I wish they were here, right? I wish I had more time with them. Is that when you say enough is enough? Or Where in the context of giving your time to people you love, I need to like spend more time with these people. When enough is enough is applicable to a lot of things. When do you guys do it? Do they have to die first? Does your spouse have to leave you before you say I should have been a better spouse? Do do you have to have some major health issue happen before you say I should have eaten better? Why why do we have to be so hard-headed? Why do we have to learn in the most uh, traumatic ways, right? So for me, you guys, the turning point was when I chose it to be. Okay, it's not some switch. That's that's a meme. That's that's an inspirational Instagram quote that makes you think that one day I've read this one. One day you're going to wake up and it's all going to make sense. Listen to me, that's fucking bullshit. Okay? Life is not an Instagram meme. It's not an inspirational quote. It is not going to just magically make sense. That's not how the world works. You have to work at it. Every day you have to make a decision. Sometimes that decision is made multiple times in the same day. We're not perfect. It is not an overnight thing. It is moment by moment. With my temper, for example, moment by moment, I have to choose to suppress the anger and go do something else with it. Every day, Every moment someone says something or does something, I have to choose to be irritated or let that irritation affect me deeply or not, right? You guys, this is not some magic pill. It is not easy. It is not. They are feeding you romanticized versions of life. It is not simple. It is not easy. You need to work and you can work your ass off and never make it. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, okay? It's not about how hard you work. You need to have the passion, the fuel. You need to have the drive, which is the work ethic. And you need to have the focus on a a goal. You can't just be out here working your ass off and then be mad as shit later when you haven't done what you wanted to do if you didn't have any focus. Okay, it's not a simple thing. Okay, now the solution is simple. But the concept of everything can actually be complicated. Everyone's trying to oversimplify things. I get it. I get it. It sounds better when it's one sentence. It sounds better when it's simple. But that's not the way the world works. Okay, so you have to work at it every day. If you're trying to lose weight, you work at it every day. You're going to fight every meal. If you have a sweet tooth, if you like to eat salty things, you just like to eat too much, you'll fight that every moment of every meal of every day. Fight it. Fight. It's not supposed to be easy. Anything worth having is worth fighting for. Fight for it. If you need to learn how to be nicer to your moms, man, then start working on that shit right now. Okay. If it's like, yo, I feel like I'm losing connection with my, my significant other. Man, I don't want to lose her or him. Man, you better get off this podcast right now and go fucking hug them and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. Let's work on this together. Uh, You're too important to me as a pick a context, as a business partner, as a friend, as a non-platonic or platonic relationship, as a lover, as a whatever, whatever that is. Why do you have to wait before they're gone and then say, I'm going to try harder next time? Try harder right now, man. Try harder right now. I don't like it when I see funerals and people go up there. Or even weddings, right? Weddings, you get people together. Oh, man. You know what, dude? It's great to see you. I haven't seen you in years. We should spend more time. Man, why the fuck do two other people have to fall in love to bring your ass together and say we really were good friends or whatever? We should do that. Why does someone have to die? And you're at a funeral. We should spend more time. Man, get the fuck off your phone and go drive to your friend's house. Don't text them. Don't send them a bit bitmoji. Don't snap them some filter where it makes your skin look amazing and you have things twirling around your head. Get off that shit and drive to your friend's house and be like, hey, let's spend time together. And if you have friends that think you're weird for doing that, those might not be the types of friends that you need. Sometimes you're gonna be alone and you gotta be okay being alone. There's nothing wrong with being alone if even just for a time or sometimes for a very long time. If you know who you are and what you're trying to accomplish if the people that you surround yourself with are not helping you get there you may need to cut the slack off and do it on your own i think a lot of that has to
0: do with taking accountability for their actions and the situations that they are in now granted somebody could have been born into a terrible situation and many people are now how i like to look at things is i like to look at life on a linear scale okay right so if you were born in say the worst upbringing you didn't have parents that loved you that showed you love you would be born on the the most of the earliest stages of of The the earliest stages of progression. Okay, somebody could have been born down the line in progression, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to stay there. It's mm. kind of like when you when you would start in class and you would have that teacher that says everybody starting with an A. That's the same thing as everybody starting with an F. It's the same exact thing. I see. If you decide that you want to stay in that quote unquote F quality life. Sure. That's up to you. Oh, yeah. But if you don't take life for what it is, what you were given, the circumstances that you were given, and you want to change it to whatever you want it to be, you can end up with straight A's at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I feel that everybody is given the tools or the tools are out there for them to get, for them to use. But I think one thing that holds a lot of people back is having holding themselves accountable for the decisions that they make, Correct. the situations that they put themselves in, and the reason why things are why they are.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I've
0: talked to many people and when they – I've learned to do this with myself because – before I before I would look back at situations, and it wouldn't be my fault. It's this person's fault because they did this, and yeah. I reacted this way, okay. or what have you. But I've learned to look at situations as a third person, evaluate everything, and it's helped me out with my personal growth. Okay. But – Well, it helped you out because you chose to let it help Exactly. Out. Yeah. And I've no I, – I recognized – the mistakes that were made. Yes. And whether it was my mistake or somebody else's mistake, I put myself in that position for that person to have a mistake that causes me harm. Sure. You know, um, be able to fall back. Whether it's a bad relationship, mm-hmm. a friend that I shouldn't have put so much energy and time in, okay. or what have you. And at the end of the day, I have to look at myself. Sure. And say, you know what, Frank? You let this happen. You brought it to this point, and you need to fix it. And you need to not let this happen again. Again. And I think that that's a very uncomfortable place to be in because there's no excuses. It's but on you. But you. You, made,
1: you made this happen. You're... you're you're taking responsibility for No what matter happened. what happened, people don't... That's, that's not the easy way out. People don't like to do that, man. When you make someone accountable for what goes on, right? That's the hard way. The easy way is to be like, well, that wasn't... I didn't do that. I would, you're saying you're a victim to your circumstances. You're not, right? And if you were in that moment, you don't need to stay that way, right? So you... You chose to take a scenario... And grow from it. Everyone has the same scenarios, man. Some of them come earlier. Some of them happen later. Some of them are more traumatic. Some, But either way, they're all... Like you said, tools... That are out there. And some of them have had that... Been dangled. Life is dangling it. And you're just... You're too busy... You know, doing some dumb shit... To realize it. You know? So, I mean... These types of things... Are, are are a daily daily process you don't just wake up you don't just do it one time let's say you go through the whole thing you fight through the process you have an epiphany you realize something all right and it's a Tuesday so okay so Wednesday everything's better man you're gonna go through the same type of thing Wednesday and and you just have to keep growing from it you know to be a better person you have to continually work at being a better person to grow you continue grow no one hits some type of like maximum growth, okay? You keep growing. You keep growing. You keep learning. And what you think right now is correct, you may not think is correct later, right? You have to be, come on, guys. Like we, When we were teenagers, we all thought we understood everything and we knew what was going. How many of you in your 20s or 30s or 40s who are listening actually really think exactly the same way as when you're a teenager? No, you don't. And I think that's an issue that
0: we have going on with society at the moment with people bringing up charges of things that happened in the 80s. 70s,
1: 80s, sure. when 20, 30 years ago.
0: society was different. Mm. Everything was different. Sure. And I don't think that that's fair because you are allowed to change. You're allowed to change ideas. You're allowed to change opinions. And you're allowed to grow in a fluid movement. Mm. And you shouldn't be held to something as simple as, I thought you didn't like T-37s. I didn't before. That's that's actually a terrible example because that's a great wheel. (laughs) But... Just say you never you never seen it on a good car, and then you've seen the wheels on, on. Oh,
1: so you're saying that, oh, let's say you get him now, and someone's like, oh, well, I thought you didn't that like them back so in 2006. That happens so I much. That was 2018. All the time. Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that's that's things that people, real realistic things that people have to deal with, even if it came to a certain person. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you didn't like so-and-so. I thought I thought so-and-so was this. Yeah, but once I got to know that person a
1: little better. I uh, understood
0: where yes. they came from. Yes, I
1: was hanging out with them before and then I realized after a certain scenario that this is not the type of person I'm with. Exactly. Gonna out. Okay, yeah, and same thing the other way around. I didn't, I didn't like person and now that I got to know them, I actually think they're kind of cool. Life is constantly moving, so yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. You're not stuck in one place and People are going to hold you to that and you don't have to pay attention to them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that that that, that is a hard thing. And I see myself dealing with that um, a lot. Oh. And I just have to do what's best for me. And that's the best thing that I can explain it. That's the best way I can explain it is I have to do what's best for me. If I notice something in somebody that I didn't notice in the beginning – shame on me i guess i have to work on my skills a uh, little harder i see but somebody that you would have say taken a picture with in the past okay you would have been friends with in the past somebody that you looked up to sure in the past sure it's forever changing yeah oh yeah and some 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 information could come up some scenario could come up and you would have thought that that person would have reacted differently in yeah, that situation. Okay, yeah. And I think that that's, a, that's something that people need to realize also is don't be so hard on yourself. If you're learning,
1: you're, you're forever going to be changing. Exactly. Exactly. You are. It's always a learning process. No one's just going to hit some high point and be like, well, I – um." Oh uh, yeah, I finally got it all. Like, I'm good. I, yeah, I, I've learned it all, and uh, I'm good. No, absolutely not. You guys have to be okay with that, man. Mistakes happen. You just have to say to yourself, "Am I gonna allow the same mistakes to keep occurring?" You know. So that that's that's kind of that's kind of what I believe is is one of the major issues with people is that they don't understand that like it isn't some type of place that you get to. You know, this is kind of where we could segue to the whole success. Right, I mean, that's a whole different conversation, but people have this idea that you find it you made it yeah you you oh, you got there, you've now done it no now let's man.
0: let's go ahead and, and transition to
1: that because you've
0: had you've had a lot of success in your not only automotive career but your growth as a person. I would like to believe now so, somebody yeah. from the outside. Looking at like me, like me looking at you, I can say the things that you've accomplished are things that I would have liked to accomplish and that I look up to. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you—that's where you live at. Oh, right, right, right. It could have been a goal that you would have had, a goal that you would accomplish, but it's not your end goal. So right. When somebody would have seen you on the cover of Honda Tuning, being the first human being ever, only and ever, to grace the cover, they would have thought that that would be the ultimate.
1: Uh, I see what you're saying. By by the way, on a side note, I did find out in like the 15 plus years that magazine existed, there there was one other person. Who's first. that? Um, his name's Eric. Really? If I remember correctly. His name's Eric. Uh, that's the that was the first no person. way in 2009 no 1999 i don't know what year it was man but yeah so so um i was talking to the current current editor mm-hmm. and they were like dude i'm uh, I, I can't remember what year it was and they found out later but they were like yeah really so, yeah so um but that dude uh that dude is, deserved it. He'd been around a long time. I just
0: used that as an example because that was something that oh, was yeah. extraordinary. Well, when it
1: happened, I thought it, I thought it was the first time. Um, because maybe when it, when it came out, I didn't see it or something. Because that's why I thought that. But, but, okay, but, yeah, as a cover of a magazine from here to the UK, right? Any one of those. Some guys, their, their goal is to make it in a magazine. But to make the covers the ultimate... To make covers for the last, you know, like 10 years. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. But like you said, it is an amazing thing. But that's just one of many things, you know. If you you aim in a certain place and hit it, you either say, I'm done, or you aim higher for the next time. Which one is it? That's it. Anything. Anything in life. And I'm not saying that there's a right or a wrong to do that. If you have aspired to accomplish something, uh, I don't marry a beautiful woman, make six figures a year, drive a luxury car, I don't know, right? Whatever those may be. If you hit that, I'm not even mad at you if you say, here it is. I'm good. I'm good. Right? Don't let the world tell you that you're supposed to want more. No, right? If if you say all right, I have now driven this car. I think it's amazing. But I kind of like this new one more. Okay, right? I, I'm I'm not gonna say that the materialism side of that is not dangerous, the the, uh, the objectification. But I'm just saying, you know, conceptually, if you say, okay, I was able to start my own company and be able to work for myself instead of in a cubicle, right? You succeeded, right? So do you want to grow? Do you want to make that company go? public and have you know shareholders or do you want to have it have cubicles do you want to have cubicles and have people in the cubicles working for you it's your personal goals okay and the world is going to tell you that you need more more money more watches more tvs more sneakers more gear more anything and you know what man it's not about the world it's about you If you live in a modest home and you have a wife and you have children and they are happy and comfortable and fed and warm, if that was your goal, was to take care of your family and have them be happy, you have achieved a level of success that many people will never get to. But if you say, I would really like it if we had a bigger house. I would really like it if I had a nicer car for the wife it's dangerous man because it's objects don't worry about the objects worry about the principle and if you have a wife that says i don't think my car is good enough for me you may have gotten yourself into a situation that you are going to have to address because objects will never be good enough success and happiness is not something you can find it is not it is not a destination it is not a number in a bank account, okay? It is 100% in your mind. Everything is, it is the way you think. It is the way you think. If you make $35,000 a year and you spend $29,000 a year, you're in the green. If you make $130,000 a year and spend $130,000 a year, you're broke, okay? I don't give a damn what anyone says. Okay? You have a bigger car and a nicer watch and more clothes and maybe a finer woman and blah, 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 right? So you appear more successful. And that is the biggest crock of bullshit ever because you're not more successful. You're poor. You're broke. If you make $10,000 a month and spend $12,000 a month, you're broke. You're in debt. And the person who over there works for $15 an hour and lives a meager life, right, and then has money left over every month to put away, they're doing better than you literally, not figuratively, literally, okay, so you guys have to have this understanding, stop equating success with objects, okay, stop equating success with money, they are not even remotely connected to each other society and television and social media tells you that they are connected and they are not even remotely connected to each other we connect them in our heads okay whatever goal you set for yourself if you get it you are a success by definition i don't know how that has ever become how much money you have
0: now i think that people equate success to money is because they have yet To reach the point where they have enough money coming in that they don't have to worry about food, rent, shelter, clothing, and even will take another step if they're able to get the car they want, Mm -hmm. the watch they want, Mm -hmm. the clothes they want. They always say money can't make you happy. And I always see people post that up on Facebook, on social media, and say, give me $5 million and I'll tell you different. No, you won't. Because once you get everything that you want, you want more. If you have whatever, the car, the house, everything, then you get to the point that you really have to know what makes you happy you you get to that depressing point that i thought the most money that i could have i i can have all the money in the world and i'm still not happy mm-hmm. what is What's wrong with me? What is going on? And I think that a lot of people don't understand that. And that's why they would think that a financial gain would make them happy. And that's probably why a large percentage of people who win the lottery end up
1: going broke. Broke, broke and depressed. Because money does not make you happy. No, man, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's the most toxic thing ever, dude. People think that the amount of money you make or 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 how much uh, the size of your house or all that kind of stuff That's not what it is you guys It's about how you think It's about your perspective That is happiness You make a lot of money So that you can go take vacation On a tropical island And rent a little charter boat And just chill on the water and fish, right? And then you can you uh, you know, you can say to yourself I've worked hard I'm going to come and live on the island And just chill out in the sun every day And the man who you just chartered the boat from Who makes sense compared to what you make look at what he's been doing his whole life he's chilling on an island in a boat enjoying the beautiful weather fishing and he never made a lot of money so who's more successful you grinded for 30 years to make enough money to leave your business and go chill on a tropical island or the man who stayed on the tropical island and fished his whole life think about it think about it now i'm
0: pretty sure that's a jimmy johns quote who, who's jimmy johns jimmy johns the subs the have you ever been to jimmy johns before? i mean i've heard of it dude in jimmy johns they have they have um signs everywhere with cool quotes and stories and things like that okay in a in a sandwich place yeah dude. okay oh jimmy johns is rad bro so this is this is basic to touch on that yeah I'm sure that you didn't get it from Jimmy John's because you've never been there before. But this this is pretty deep for a sandwich. This is probably where Jimmy got it from. Jimmy himself. Jimmy's woke, guys. Okay. Jimmy is super woke. Hashtag woke nation. What's up, Jimmy? Okay. Sponsor us. Wow. This podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's
1: with or without mayo.
0: Without (laughs) please. But basically says the same thing guy goes to an island and wants to go on a boat
1: oh yeah, yeah. that story i just said yes. like, i didn't
0: invent that no, I had, yeah 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 okay, that's so that's where i saw maybe jimmy's it. the guy shout out to jimmy okay. once again okay. but it's about what makes you happy right what brings you actual happiness right what brings a real smile to your face You know, it could be something as simple as hanging out with friends for the weekend on a business trip, which we are doing at this exact moment. At this exact moment. What what were we just doing yesterday? Guys, (laughs) we went to Walmart, and we were walking around in Walmart, and almost all of us bought some apparel from Walmart and wore Shout out out
1: to people that don't go to Walmart appreciate you because I shouldn't have been there.
0: <laughs> but we wore the clothes. Okay, yeah, the today. Po- yeah. We the, had a great time. But I mean, it was fun.
1: But whether we were chilling in the house, wherever, right, getting a cup of coffee together. And, okay, so that's what I'm saying, though, man. Like, there's this idea that you have to grind and you have to push all your life to make it. That's fucking bullshit, man. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not saying that you should. Um, settle for mediocrity i'm not setting saying that you should just just float along per se but what i am saying is is that you know you know these entrepreneurial people will tell you that you put in a hundred hour a week and you're going to be more successful than the guy who put in a 40 hour week well hell yeah you will be right but i mean if you lose your loved ones because of it you have to decide is your personal business success more important than that? And these are just some of the things I'm talking about. It is not an, It is not a blanket across the board. Each of you needs to decide what decides your success. And
0: don't let anybody decide that Correct. for you. Society, friends, family, spouses, loved ones, what have you.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, do you work your whole life, grind, make a company or companies, sell them all, and go retire on a tropical island where you can afford to just lay there and just do what you want to do? Or do you maybe just chill out and fish your whole life? Which one is it? Right. So just decide. Just decide. You know, do you make enough to go and rent the boat? From the dude who's been chilling his whole life Think about that one Yeah He's been chilling Yeah, sure, I'll take you I know the these uh, these waters and these reefs like the back of my hand Oh, that's amazing I was born on these islands, man I've been fishing my whole life That's cool, man Yeah, dude, I worked for 30 years Two wives My kids don't talk to me I'm a millionaire and I just sold everything And I'm gonna retire on the islands Got health issues and gout But I'm chilling, man I'm an alcoholic But I get to fish Oh, Oh, that's, that's beautiful, man. Sure, let's go. Let's catch some Barracuda. Right? <laughs> let's do it. And and that dude that you just paid has been doing that his entire life. So let's go ahead and touch on that
0: a little bit. You um have achieved a lot in your time as an automotive enthusiast. Like we said, magazine covers. But let's just take it another step. The car that you've built a few times over. Mm-hmm and that put you in a position that allowed you to create new goals to further your not only career but possibilities mm. so let's say maybe somebody's goal would have been to make the magazine cover yeah got it next goal would have been, Hey, let's see if we can build a car that can compete at SEMA's battle of the builders, which you did accomplish. Now, somebody else with a different state of mind would have taken that as that, that accomplishment as what their goal was, Mm -hmm. but I guess what I'm trying to say is what what makes what what is the drive that you have that keeps you pushing forward and where did that that situation that you took your car built it competed in the battle of the builders where did that what did that blossom into or what doors
1: did it open well I know it it might just be a matter of wording and semantics, but I didn't build my car to compete in the Battle of the building. No, definitely. Definitely not. It's my personal car, and I built it and believed that what I was doing was worthy enough to, at the very least, sit in the competition and be looked at. Um, it's, It's an important distinction simply because there are cars that are built for SEMA. Mine is not one of them. But I built it for me and I just wanted to put it on and in an environment where it had the ability to be looked at by outside sources and see what they would think about it. Because you can look at anything yourself, but until someone else looks at it, it can be a real rude awakening, you know. You know, people stare in the mirror all day long And think they're the truth And then they try to holler at a girl And she's like uh, Nah be Like I'm not even remotely interested Right So you know There's life Life will bring you back down So I, I wanted to I wanted to see What would happen um, But uh, You know It turned into a lot of different things man But The the biggest goals Were a little bit more On the uh, conceptual And philosophical side I built that car To be a bridge right? So in SEMA, you have uh, an environment where a global aftermarket automotive community is in one place. And you have people from all over the globe, Europe, Japan, etc. Right? So when you take things like F1 livery, which most people in our niche don't pay attention to. And then you take I don't know let's say bead rolled paneling from the hot rod or off-road trophy truck world and uh, you know as sump containers an lines swirl pot surge tanks etc etc i just did a lot of things with that car that are taken uh, and inspired from other realms of automotive building
0: now before we get even further maybe if there's somebody that's listening that is not aware of the vehicle
1: can you just give us a quick breakdown? Uh, you okay. know what, guys? Honestly, maybe the best way to do that would be to just Google it. Like, literally Google Big Mike's Prelude. And there is a pretty large amount of subject matter that will immediately come up. Uh, if you're not interested in reading, then just click images and you'll see a host of images. But uh, it is uh, my personal car that I uh, have had for uh, 2005, so 13 years. Uh, and uh, rebuilt it a series of times. It, it was on the cover of Honda Tuning in 08. The cover of Banzai Magazine, which is the UK's largest Japanese tuner magazine in '11, And then 2012 was on the cover of Honda Tuning here in the US. And then when I rebuilt it, it was on the cover of Super Street um, with uh, my friend Ryan from Rye Wires Integra. The Super Street is the largest uh, tuner mag we have in the US. And then it also made the cover of Banzai again in the UK. So, um, I mean, just massive accomplishments that are just... I mean, never would have thought. You just, you know, I don't care about any previous covers. You don't think you're going to get another one. You don't know. It doesn't matter who you know, anyone who's listening, who thinks it matters who you know. You could know everyone, but if the car is not good, it's not going to be on the cover. So the Generals, it's what year is it? A 92 Honda Prelude. And the motor? Uh it's an F20B, um and it's just a series of uh of 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 styles and technology and and creation and fabrication put in one place so let's get back to it this
0: is this is the platform that you have Mm -hmm. you built it Mm -hmm.
1: ended up competing yeah chose to compete it debut it and compete in the SEMA battle of the builders and um it it Just, I mean, long story short, it ended up making the first cut and down to the finals. Which, in that competition, once you make it to the top 10, at the way they had it laid out, it has since evolved. But at that time, if you make it to the top 10, you were a finalist. I mean, it was a big deal. And I was honored as a young gun, Um, I was uh, given an award as a young gun, which at that time was 35 and under. It's gone uh, younger now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was one goal. Making any cut was a goal. Was, and who was... who would have been your peers in the top ten? Um, that year I actually don't remember uh, how many cars there were, but I mean, dude, there are uh, corporate builds, right? Oes that have builds and privateer guys and stuff like that. But um, it was just a. Uh, it was just a scenario where I am I was already honored to be in Central Hall. So all the years I went to SEMA, I mean, it's SEMA, okay? Anything there, you're just staring at, right? And studying. But um, South Hall is the wheel and tire hall. It's a lot of crazy cars in there. But Central Hall is the performance hall, right? So you have these race cars and, and cars in, in that realm that that was like... That's like the hall you want to be in, right? If you're ever going to be in a hall, Central Hall. So for me to be able to be... Uh, able to debut my personal car. I'm not a shop. I'm a privateer. It's my car. It's not a client build. It's not an open checkbook build. It's my car. And for it to be on display inside in Central Hall at SEMA, I mean, dude, I was walking on clouds already. I remember that, man. You
0: You were really humbled with the attention that the car was getting. And... You didn't have a cocky attitude and every step that week was
1: unexpected. Oh yeah, dude. Come on, dude. We're in a we're in a context of where you have some of the greatest builds at the time in one place um being put together, you know? So uh anyways, uh it ended up getting to that point where I I heard my name being called, and uh, you guys were there. We all
0: cheered. It was Nobody a,
1: else cheered
0: for anybody else.
1: It was a golf clap. It was a golf clap. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that's just, like, their uh, form. Like, let's say, you know, a golf clap. <laughs> yeah. But inside, they might be really happy. But you guys uh, who were there uh, made a lot of noise, and it was like people turned around like, wow, you know, and it was, it was just an amazing thing. I was, you know, I had, I probably slept three hours a night for that last month to finish the car with Ryan and my friend Dan, who helped out tremendously. And it's like, I was physically just beat up. I mean, just fatigued. So, but I remember the moment I was there to remember it. I wasn't half asleep and, and it was a beautiful thing. So, you know, the, um, the bridging that I wanted to do to have hot rodders old timers that build american muscle cars and uh european car enthusiasts f1 car enthusiasts uh, off-road trophy truck guys anything come over and be able to say you know what man i didn't i didn't know that you guys could build a car like this that was in that moment a success every time a hot rod or american domestic builder said that it was a win for our community i like I said, a car is an extension of myself. I'm a walking stereotype breaker. That's what that car did. It shattered people's ideas of what the import world did because we're in this rut right now, in the, which it's growing. But, I mean, 12 years ago, you go to SEMA, it was all imports. And that died, right? It died over the last decade. And, and you know, I feel like there's this resurgence coming. And uh, I feel very blessed to be at the forefront of that in the context of, of that. So it was just a thing where... um these big wigs, which I don't know that they're big wigs, they come over and they're just like, um, man, I'm in my mid 30s. Okay. And I had people say, wow, man, I didn't know that you kids could build a car like that. Now they were definitely older than me. I'd say these builders were like in the fifties, but to me, that's an example of how they view us. You kids, I'm 30 something at the time. They don't know how old, but I mean, I don't look like, you look a two- like a man. Okay. Thank you. You look like more of a man than I do. <laughs> we're only a couple years apart okay but i i don't look like a teenager and these grown men 50s, 60s old they're like oh i didn't know that you kids could build cars like and i'm like i'm not a kid but that's i didn't get instead of getting offended once again temper if you just let yourself react and be like man i'm not a fucking kid instead of doing that i just listened and they were and my point that i'm making is i understood in that moment that that's what they think honda people are a bunch of kids so in that moment they were like i didn't think that you kids could build a car like this instead of focusing on the first thing said which could be considered a jab i focused on the second or last thing said and it was a profound compliment they're sitting over there leaned over for 10 20 30 minutes asking me questions and they're over there just older white gentlemen you know to keep it 100 who have built I mean, just utter works of art. Chip Fooses, okay? And they're over here like, well, I'll be damned. And even if that's all they said and walked away, right? I was like, wow, dude. It's not about my car, man. That car was built as a bridge to get people to realize that not all, but there are people in our community who care about execution and details, and it is very much a passionate uh, environment and culture that they don't take seriously, but it exists, and it's thriving. Here we are across the United States for the Eibach meet, which is a 100% Honda-only gathering that started in Southern California with like 10 dudes in the parking lot of the Eibach facility, and it's turned into thousands and thousands of people. It doesn't matter if you roll up in a Lamborghini or a Lexus or a Supra, you are told to park in the spectator lot because it is a Honda event, and it is Massive to the point we're now across Ryan Hegner has made it get to this point here we are and we are across the United States. I attended I think I've missed maybe one in 14 years of the IBOC meets and now I'm the host of it Mick how how could you possibly know that could ever happen
0: but this is all about how you think of things and how you handle the situations that are given to you mm. so let's go ahead and get back to that you were on the top 10 of SEMA battle of the builders extreme accomplishment ah uh, yeah oh yeah now what sets you apart from somebody else that the other nine people which i'm sure that they were given opportunities that you were given after that Oh, you're talking about
1: more after the fact. After the fact. Oh, okay. Well So
0: so so we we got to you've managed to change your life, change your way of thinking, changing your way of how you perceive life to be. Okay. okay. I can be whatever I want to be. I'm not stuck at right. what I've given. I'm gonna give it my all, whatever I do. Yeah. Which shows in your builds, which has manifested into magazine covers. Um, Sema top ten builds, which all of those things are respectable, and they could have stopped at that time, but you actually took it a step. You you took it a step forward.
1: Uh, I did. Yes. Go ahead.
0: So you've actually managed to take it a step forward, and you were given opportunities, not given. But given opportunities to showcase you as a person Mm -hmm. and where do you think that 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 managed to take you to create new goals? Dude,
1: okay, honestly, man, SEMA, no SEMA. Winning the lottery, not winning the lottery. It's all in this context, in my humble opinion, the same thing. Yeah, It's all the same thing, man. You could do with it what you want to, right? And I mean, honestly, If the car was great, but I was a douchebag, right? If I had some kind... If I allowed it to, quote-unquote, get to my head, I don't think I'd have grown. 100%. Okay. But here's the thing, man. Like, it doesn't matter, you guys. It doesn't matter if you've hit some profound, quote-unquote, massive goal. The little goals for each person are different, man. Just make the most of it. Carry yourself with class. Be respectable, right? Treat people with respect. And in the context of, let's say, something tangible like a car, man details, execution. Don't worry about if it takes longer than the next man. That's the problem. Once again, social media, you're watching this timeline. Every day you see people, just the newest mod, the next paint job, they have another build, and you're like, I can't keep up. Man, you don't need to keep up, do you? Have a vision, have a goal for what you're trying to accomplish with that, let's say car build, focus on it. And if it takes you longer than the next man, Don't worry about that. You need to be able to say, I have created my vision. It doesn't matter if it took two years or three months or five years. Just do it so that when you look at it, you are pleased. You don't say, well, I really wanted these wheels, but I just decided to get these. I really wanted this color. No, man, make it real for yourself and learn from the process. Don't worry about this or that. Just do for you and you can grow and then maybe set your sights higher the next time around. It doesn't matter, guys. If your goal is to make it in a magazine, then build a car the proper way. Submit to the magazine. If that's the goal, submit to the vlog. Contact them and say, please take a moment and look. I very humbly believe that this is worthy of your criteria. If that's the goal. If the goal is for you to open your garage door from the kitchen and look in and be like, I love my car, I don't care if you started it or not. Don't let somebody tell you, oh, you don't track it. It's not good enough. Oh, you're a show car. Man, don't worry about that, right? If you open the garage door and you stare at it, it makes you happy. You're done. You've succeeded. Don't let someone else tell you that you don't put enough miles on it or you don't let it see the rain. So it's not this or that. Man, you guys, that is small minded to think that a car has to be one or the other. It can be whatever you want it to be. My car was all of the above and a bridge, a symbol it was all of those things. You just, it's for you, man, make the most of your situation. And if you don't get there, then try harder next time.
0: That's it. That's it. So you managed. your goal was to create a bridge pretty much from people who do not have any respect for the import. Don't take it Honda seriously community. at all. Do not take it seriously. Nope. You wanted to show, look, this is what we do. This is what I did. I'm a Honda guy. This is what I was able to build. Now, if somebody, it opened a lot of people's eyes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which gave you opportunities to open
1: millions of people's Correct. eyes. You want to touch on that a little bit? Well, in the context of that, then it would be the opportunity where there were um, executive producers and assistant producers from the Discovery Network that were at SEMA and they saw uh myself and the car up there, um and said, Okay, you don't look anything like these other people. The vehicle is obviously not like anyone else's and you don't and they pulled me to the side and we talked. And that just, you know, to to expedite the story the point is it got me to the, uh, to the position where they ended up calling me and asking me if I would go and help design and build the first ever Japanese build for one of the, if not probably the most highly rated watched uh, hot rod building show on the Discovery Network on Monday nights, fast and loud. And it, and it was just an opportunity which I didn't have any experience with, but um, it was an honor. And um, I said, "Okay, uh, let me let me pick the right kind of car to bridge the gap." And I mean, that's a whole different conversation. But um, it was a, a it was a success, in my humble opinion, because the people who looked at the car at SEMA when it was at SEMA two thousand seventeen in the Nitto Tire booth, they stopped dead in their tracks. They took photos of it. It went viral. Many many of the biggest uh, you know digital magazines like Speed Hunters wrote articles on it in the uh, Japanese classic car community and went viral and it was just a success um, in the sense of for me uh, to introduce the idea once again that the import Japanese import car community culture is one that is to be taken seriously, can build a beautiful car. There is history and lineage and execution and balance, both figuratively and literally, like weight balance, that is factored in by people like myself when building these cars, the same exact way they do when they build um, a Grand National or a 69 SS Camaro or anything of the sort, right? So a Shelby, Right? The rarity, we have rarity. People want matching VINs. People want original numbers. It's no different in our community than it is in the domestic community. The, there are replica bodies, and you can build an amazing right car. But the people, the purists, they want matching numbers. They want original, not, no rust, no replacement panels. We're doing the same thing with Type R's, Civic Type R's, Integra Type R's, S2000s, NSXs. People want original body. Every, it's the same thing. There are race cars that are built for specific classes, just like pro-touring cars. There's no difference, except they don't take us seriously. And with my Prelude build in the context of SEMA and then the Datsun, they have no choice to but to now. And it sparked a fire. There are guys now who want to bring their car to SEMA. There are guys now who want to do that. And you know what, man? I'm all about it. But don't you dare. Take what I've done and what other people, Ryan from Ryewire with his integrity the year before me. Don't you dare bring some half-ass, mediocre, sort of okay build and go out there and have the audacity to think that your shit is going to be treated with the same amount of respect or that it should be. Don't you do it. Don't you take what we've done and put us back by putting it together something that's just good definitely and then, and then try to present it as something great now, don't you dare
0: i was i was involved in a lot of the early stages of the actual manifestation that led to you know you being you oh, having on, on these opportunities car? yes oh. so i was in that first initial meeting and the way that you hold yourself the way that you word things and the passion that you have it was easy for them to see that it came from a genuine place oh okay so i think that that has helped further your goals and have helped you achieve your goals a lot quicker what the passion the passion
1: the way you hold yourself the respect you have and the way I present myself and the way you present yourself, which by the way, part of the way you present yourself is being able to speak and grammar. So it all ties together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So, So the person that you have become has created immense opportunities in your life. And if you were not that person, you could possibly be in the same position. You could possibly be in a better position. Mm -hmm. More than likely, it wouldn't have gone in that direction if the motive was, hey, I want to build a car because I want to do this. I want to show this person up. I want this award. No, I don't do that, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, know, I definitely know what you're saying. I mean, th- there are ways to aspire to achieve something, but bettering everyone else and winning a, an object like a trophy is not one of them. Like, I'm talking about bridging worlds. I'm talking about breaking stereotypes. Those are immense and profound uh, goals. It isn't, I want to win a trophy or win Battle of the Builders. Which these goals are not only for you. They are very much for the community. Breaking a stereotype, bridging worlds is not about me. It's much bigger than me. Same thing with the Think Bigger project. It is not about me. It is not my brand. It is not my movement. It is ours. It is for the culture. It is for the culture. It is for the industry. It is for the scene. The... Man, you know how how many views you have to get on YouTube to actually generate any kind of income? I am not making any money. I have spent my personal time and money. Those videos are a reference point to induce thought. It is for thought-provoking. Somebody will watch a 56-second video and leave it thinking. That's the goal. It is not going to make me any money.
0: So what motivates you to do all of
1: this? Well... At some point in time, I realized that people look up to me, okay? Uh, I did not ask for people to look up to me. I did not even really necessarily truly know that that was happening, okay? But at some point in time, you have a decision to make when you realize that uh, people pay attention to what you do and want to emulate it. You either decide to say, I don't give a damn. I'm just going to do whatever I do. It's on them what they do, which, okay all right or you can say with great power comes great responsibility i need to utilize this power in a positive fashion and that's the general direction that i went with it i sat there and realized that whether i wanted to or not people pay attention and i have the ability to positively affect so that's what i did i mean that's really just quite that simple
0: it's just that easy guys and but I ho- it's self aware i made the decision which all comes back To not only being a builder, an enthusiast, it comes down to you being the person that you are and the person that you wanted to be and working
1: on it every single day. It all started in the way that I think. I started to change the way that I think. That's And and your actions come from the way you think. It's just started to be in my mind, man. I was like, why is everyone else going that direction or staying in this direction or not going in any direction? And I said, I need to change you guys. That's all it is. It's just the way that I think. And that's what I'm trying to do. Once again, it's not about me. It's about bridging and helping people to be able to do the same thing. It's not about money. It's not about awards. It's not about that, dude. It's so much bigger than that. You guys got to get out of this rut that you're in. And it's in your mind. It's in your mind. It's not not anything else. It's just in your mind. People have made it far in life with far less than you. Don't bitch. Don't complain about it. Man up. Do something about it. Right now. Right now. Right now, guys.
0: Think bigger, guys. Big Mike, everybody. I appreciate you guys. God bless all of you. Mike, so people are definitely gonna be interested in seeing your progression after this podcast where can they find you at
1: uh i'm i'm mostly at home mostly- <laughs> can we get your address <laughs> no you cannot um okay so where they can where can they find me um i don't utilize any other form of social media other than instagram so that's a cool way to do it uh the big mike at the big mic, T H E B I G M I K E. And you can go to thinkbiggerproject.com. Thinkbiggerproject.com is home base. There's a videos link there. I'll have a podcast coming out. That link will be up whenever it's uh, ready to go. And you can uh, watch some of the videos. Click straight to the YouTube channel there. That'll be home base. And uh, it would uh, be an amazing thing for you guys to take a few seconds and uh read it and give me your feedback now i really appreciate you doing this this is not the first time
0: that you've believed in a project that i had going on and you were a part of it at the early stages and Mm -hmm. i i want to tell you that i really appreciate that man um i look up to you and the conversations that we do have are very rare and i don't have those type of conversations with a lot of people Mm. and it's it's refreshing to be able to have a friendship at that level mm. that helps not only push myself forward but to be part of something big. Mm.
1: And Do I appreciate you too, man. I appreciate every single person who just gave us their time to listen to this. It's a big deal, man. We're talking about time is money and it's the most valuable thing, so thank you for giving us your time and listening in and um you guys, it's not it doesn't just fix itself. You got to work on it, man. Right starting right now.
0: That's it, guys. Get off your ass. Go do it and let us know in the comments what you take away from this and come back in about a month and let us know how things are going.
1: Mhm. You know, mm-hmm. there's
0: um it's not it's not that hard to uh, change a small thing and see where that goes from. Exactly. See what what comes out of that and um We look forward to hearing from you guys. Once again, my name is Frank Downstar. This is Downtime with Downstar. Big Mike, I appreciate you being on this. And uh, check it out, guys. Think bigger project.
1: All right, everyone. Have a good one.